1: Hello, and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable podcast. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. And as always, I'm
0: Kevin's right-hand man, Rob Langevin.
1: Yeah, and on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about all kinds of weekly updates, and injuries, and price changes, and rest of season, and starts and sits, and captains, and moves we've made in our team, so not very much at all, would you say?
0: No, I mean, you know, it's a good roundabout way to get information for free, or just by the placing of an earbud in your ear.
1: Yeah, can't ask much more than that. Just click it and listen. It's, it's not very time-consuming on your part. So uh, thanks for joining us. Um, anything you'd like to bring up before we get into the meat and potatoes here?
0: Uh, I mean, I'd love to, to shout and wax poetic that Chelsea looked decent in a 4 four nil waxing. But it doesn't really matter because they're not doing anything in the league. You beat
1: Norwich 1-0. That's not nothing, man.
0: Well, I, I I have a bet with somebody, one of my one of my good friends, that uh, they're they're not going to lose the rest of the year. Norwich? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Chelsea. I said that Chelsea was going to go the rest of the year and and not and not win. It's a stupid little bet. It's nothing like significant, like thousands and thousands hmm. of dollars of money. But it was just like basic bar rambling. And yeah. we you you are putting your
1: yacht on it, is what we're saying.
0: No, I I di- I did risk one of my maids though. But uh, not on not on a full time basis. You'd only go there part time, just to clean his apartment, and, yeah, and walk his dogs and stuff.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty standard trade there. Um, <laughs> all right, well, uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, meat and potatoes in our American case, turkey and mashed potatoes as we head into Thanksgiving. Uh, but we will start off with price changes, and uh, for me, in the category of buy before they go up more. Uh, a player that was mentioned on the appearance you made earlier this week. Odion Agallo at 5.7. And I know a lot of people want to trade up to the likes of Aguero and Kane. Uh, but I'd say maybe wait a week on that if you haven't gotten them in already. Just because Agallo now gets to face Aston Villa. Who are awful and have allowed less than two goals just once since September. Every other match conceded 2+. plus. Uh, so that is obviously not in their favor. And Agallo is both scoring and creating, uh, which makes it look like he will be a more productive fantasy player through the whole season instead of just relying on the goals. Uh, and he will continue to be the best budget striking option. Um, Lukaku, if, if you're trading Agallo up to Lukaku, that's fine, as arguably he has an even better matchup uh, against Bournemouth. But I think Agallo at 5.7 is still absolutely a steal. Uh, and now, this segment is brought to you by the Say No to Barkley Foundation. Because... because we love trashing him,
0: and then he rubs it in our face. This is the second time this year, Kev, that we've done this. With the player. week
1: before he actually did a thing. Yeah, no, I know.
0: A month ago, a month and a half ago, it was Alexis Sanchez. And he buried
1: The him. whole show, we were talking about how he was awful. And then the next day, I wrote my article about how Aguero wasn't as good as people thought he was, and then he scored five. Um yeah. So maybe the best odds are, do get Barkley, because we're about to trash him a little bit more. The problem or, or, is,
0: hmm. or Or maybe just completely listen to us, but then don't listen to us. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> From a perspective of fantasy, listen to us for all the jokes and the camaraderie and all the fun and games. And then when it comes to actual, you know, pedal to What's the metal. What you're
1: actually doing with your
0: team. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't do anything we say. Just be like, well, they said this, so I'm doing this.
1: Oh, you know now what? we open ourselves up to counter complaints where people are like you told me they'd be good, then told me to not play them, and then they were good.
0: Well, it's 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 a whole big psychological game here on the FPL roundtable. It's like a triple so bluff at this point. Totally, totally. It's like the it's like the spin <laughs> it's like the spin wheel on the game of life. You know, you always want to spin it really hard so it spins around real fast. Mm-hmm. But then if you spin it real hard, you played the game of life, right? Everybody's. I have, the game and of he
1: life. is. For those that don't know, it is an actual <laughs> board game. He's not just referring to life as a game.
0: Yeah, it's a board game. So you know the spinner; it's like in the middle of all these like little fake little plastic rocks. Yeah. You always want to spin it so it spins real fast and, and whatever. But if you ever notice, if you spin it real, try to spin it real fast, it always pops off the wheel. It you does know, every it, time. It always, every. you have time. that little like
1: paper bit underneath it that sometimes would come out.
0: Yeah, it's it's bougie.
1: Mm, it's not great. Uh, but know. anyway, the point is Ross Barkley is going to be good once every four or five weeks. And if you want to buy in every time it happens once and put up with the consequences the other three to four weeks, do what you want. But never be the person to buy in after the big week. You want to be the person buying in before the big week, before the price rises again, which it looks like it will do again tonight. So please, don't do not do it. He's already at like 22% own plus. It's It's just, don't. Don't do that to yourself or to me, really. Think about my feelings when you do something like that, you know?
0: Yeah, disregard my feelings because I don't really care. I don't. <laughs> I have no. I have no feelings anymore. I've been browbeaten by society so much that I'm just like, whatever, Bruce Barkley. Score your two goals.
1: <laughs> See whatever and assist. Yeah. And they were two awful goals. Yeah, he was in the right place at the right time. All right, so uh, Rob, any guys that you think uh, should be brought in despite a price rise this week? Brought in with a price rise. I mean,
0: a lot. This list looks like a lot of the guys I talk about every week. I'm not gonna lie. Like, there's. Manuel Lanzini's on there this week. Uh, Coutinho, he's with a knock. I I wouldn't I wouldn't go there. Uh, the forward ups, you know, Lukaku, Giroud, Kane, you know, Igalu. I mean, there's nothing. The one guy that I could see you bringing in, and I know their their fixture list is getting a little tougher after this week. But how about a Philip Volsheid? Uh He's he he went up and Stoke has had clean sheets in five out of six. Uh, I know their fixture list after this game is abysmal. I think they play mm-hmm. City next week, um, but I mean, he's a guy you could look at for your like your third defender. That's a good rotational guy. After you get your 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 Kolarov or your insert City defender, then that second guy that you you swear by, like a Van Dyke or a, a Spurs defender like Al, Alderweireld, and then you have a question mark for that third guy. You know, you rotate in guys like a Crystal Palace guy like a Scott Dan, or you could bring in a Stoke defender like Philip Olshide, or even an Eric Peters who showed out well last week with a with a double-digit game. Um,
1: and a double broken have, nose.
0: Yeah, well, it happens. If, if you break, you break <laughs> it places. once, it's break, easy to break the other way. You know? Yeah. But, <clears throat> but, yeah, from, from the guys that have gone up – Bullshot is the only guy I can see who's still under-owned, and the value that he's giving you at a defender in that 4-9, that I think he's 4-9 now, 4-9. Mm. He's probably in that secondary defender range for you to to put on your roster as a rotational guy. That's He's probably the only guy I would even look at.
1: Yeah, and then uh, for guys that you can get on the cheap as their prices have decreased this week, uh, West Houlihan, the first one that I saw, four point nine. He's contributed a fair amount this year. Obviously, sometimes losing his spot out for inexplicable reasons. Are you pretty much off the Norwich guys at the moment?
0: Yeah, uh, in you know, I've basically moved on from the Norwich duo of of Redmond and Houlihan. Uh, their price tags are intriguing. If you want to try to squeeze in, you know, the Aguero, the, the amazing trio up top. If you could, ama- if you can somehow get Kane, Lukaku, and Aguero up top. And not risk having a crappy midfield. Um, I could see rostering one of them because you're not ever going to use them because you're going to play three strikers at all times and only need four midfielders. But for for me, I could you could probably go cheap on a on a fifth defender and still roster somebody who's actually usable just in case through the midfield, like like a Lanzini or I'm I'm stumping right now. How about I'm on like an Alman from, Abdi from Watford, yeah. somebody like that. Have a somebody good like that. this week. <clears throat> somebody like that that's in that in that 5, five range price-wise that are actually going to play, and you know they're going to play, and you don't have to be like, oh, I guess I'm sitting Houlihan this week because you don't know if he's actually going to play because nobody knows what the Norwich coach is doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Uh, another one I was kind of looking at is Nasser Chadley. Now, he won't be back for a couple of weeks. And 6-6 is too much now. But if he falls below 6-5, I think he may well be worth a look. Uh, don't forget, he scored 10 goals last season for Tottenham. And Hyungman's Son hasn't exactly impressed in his absence. Uh, so I think Chadley may walk into the side. So if he's below 6-5 when he returns, which should be probably first or second week uh, of December, I think that might be a name to kind of look out for. <laughs> and then this last one is kind of a group of four players that I'd also be interested to kind of get your rest of your opinions on. So, both De Bruyne and Cathorla both went down this week, uh, perhaps unsurprisingly. And uh, on this show, we were so busy wondering if Silva or Otso would take away uh, the ball from them and if they would be proven obsolete that we forgot to ask if they were actually worth their respective high prices in the first place. So, would you buy back in anytime soon on either of them? And if you could have Silva or Sanchez, oh wait, Silva or Otso. Or uh, De Bruyne or Cthorla, which pair would you rather have? I'm definitely going with
0: the, the pair with Ozil. Uh, you know, I, I like I liked De Bruyne as a player. I still have never seen and still haven't seen City running on all cylinders. I don't know how they're going to do when they have Aguero, when they have Silva, when they have Sterling, when they have Nava, whoever, whoever their front combination is going to be. Somebody is going to lose out on fantasy points there, whether it's De Bruyne, whether it's Silva, whether it's you know Sterling. Yeah, I think probably, it's Sterling. Just for the record, <clears throat> well, Ster- Sterling is definitely on the on the tertiary, but somebody is going to miss out there. And the the way that Olso is playing right now, he's got to be on everybody's roster. I mean, I mean, the the last six games, Kev, fifty six points, nine assists in the last seven games. Those fifty six yeah. points that he scored in, in just the last six games. If you extrapolate that over the whole season, he'd be a top twelve scorer just with those six games for midfielders. Wow. That's just, that's just sick. That is sickly disgusting. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I love Silva. I think Silva, when he's healthy and when he's fit, he's going to come right back into this team, and he's going to be a better buy than Kevin De Bruyne is.
1: Yeah, I would say as well. Especially he's at nine nine
0: right now, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. you know, um. I know, I know we're we're talking about price downs, and you had a little bit of segue there, but there, there's a couple other guys that I I want to talk about. Um, anybody who's rostering Aaron Cresswell, I know he's a very popular defender because of what he did last year. Yeah. He went down this week, but West Ham is a sinking ship. Uh, I I don't know if anybody watched the game. They look all sixes and sevens, and they, they're not they going to not look good at all. They're 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 doomed and decimated until Dimitri Payet if he comes back in a timely fashion, which is. He's not looking any good before February. And and to be fair, Alex Song
1: did make a very late appearance. And if he comes back, he could shield that back 4 not saying it makes all West Ham players more ownable, but at least the defenders. But yeah, I agree. It's not going to be great for the near future.
0: Yeah. And the the one other guy I know, I talked about Philip Volshide and the price ups, but I'm going to stick with the the Potters here. And Boyan went down for some strange reason. He had had a really good game and then he goes down. This is like the second or third instance this year that I've seen this happen where players – who are who are moderately valuable fantasy wise have a decent game, and I guess because of ownership they they go down the the following two or three days after their match. You, know, if you're looking to save money, I, I spoke on this before. If you're looking for that cheap third striker in and you don't you want to be the contrarian to the Arunakone factor into the mm. fantasy lineup, Boyan is an excellent excellent option there. Yes. I know he's not.
1: I know he's not. He's one of my boys. (laughs) We always talk about your boys.
0: I know. I'm sorry. I'm stealing one of your boys. This is what Kevin's boy is boy on, boy on, bojan. But you're trying to save money up top. Everybody's trying to figure out how they can get the maximum value out of their team right now, especially with the aguero conundrum in in play right now at his 13.1. You know, as a third striker, could Boyan make sense? And then you go five stout across the midfield, absolutely. And then the five stout across the midfield, would you? Would you probably have Sanchez, and probably still roster De Bruyne, and still have enough room to to have enough pieces to make your fantasy team worthy. Uh, but I love, I'm starting to like Stoke. I'm I'm I know they're fixed. Like I said, the fixtures are are getting a little little tougher coming up. But as a rotational guy, it just makes sense to me. But I probably wouldn't go completely that route. I'm more of the mold of, listen, there's five strikers that are should be owned in any combination. Those are the, the Agueros, Kane, Lukaku, Agalu, Vardy. Those are the five. You know, And if you want to sub in and say Olivier Giroud is like a 1A, 1B kind of guy, sure, I'll completely shake your hand and we'll agree on that. But any combination of those five is what you should be rolling with right now in, in any dot .com game. So, any combination of those five, you you're, we knew you were golden. Hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Also,
1: thinking about that comment, I was like, why do we never talk about my boys? Uh, it's because they're awful. <laughs> Gomez doesn't even play sometimes, doesn't find the net when he does play. Boyan just now showing up to relevance. Yaya Toure, who I thought would have a bounce-back year, did for the first three weeks and has been awful since.
0: Uh, Yaya is the guy who's going to suffer, too, when that team clicks, too. I know.
1: He's been so awful, and we'll get to that a little bit later in Start Sits. Um, Or we can just do that now. Okay. I'll start with my sits and Yaya Toure, who I have stuck around with this whole time, thinking that it would turn around, and there might not be a bigger waste of fantasy money this side of Wayne Rooney slash Daniel Sturridge. I just... I wanna keep believing, but he he's not been great. He's recorded three points or less eight times this season, and has actually scored less in comprehensive formats that include all stats than he has in the dot-com game. Which is ridiculous. That is an absurd thing that when you can get points for all kinds of stuff like chances created, successful take-ons, tackles won, interceptions, all of that is a point. And he has registered, I think, three over the last four weeks. Uh, no, I lied. That's barring the one where he got the late penalty. But it's it's just so bad. And I kept stalling, waiting for Silva to be back. Knew that was the move I was going to make. And regardless of whether or not we hear Silva's fit in time, I'm moving him to someone. Because it, it's just gotten hilariously bad at this point. It really has. Um, defenders that I'm sitting. Tottenham. May surprise some as we face the 15th-placed Jose Mourinho-led Chelsea. Uh, No shots fired at all there. but
0: Be scared. They're not going (laughs) to lose in 2015.
1: Here's the thing, though, right, is that this Tottenham defense is very good and continues to be very good. But as we saw again at the weekend, they can be brilliant for 89 minutes of a match, which they were, and still mess it up. Kyle Walker, impressively, managed to string three mistakes together in order to even give Lancini a shot. Uh, and then Lancini obviously spanked it into the, the top of the net and uh, wiped out the whole clean sheet for all the Tottenham players. So right now, in the official game, other than Danny Rose, I do not want a Tottenham defender. And I'm starting to get a little iffy on Hugo Lloris, whose save counts aren't up very high because of how much the defense is shielding him. So the percentage of shots on target to goals is much higher than his career number uh, because the situation has changed at Tottenham. So not big on them in defense this week. And uh, forwards, I'm just going to remind people that Graziano Pella isn't actually playing this week. Uh, which some people seem to have forgotten, heard on a different thing. People were like, oh, well, Pella's an interesting play. City's defense isn't as good as you think. Well, that's true, but it's really hard to beat defenses when you aren't playing against them. So... <laughs> Uh, Graziano Pella, obviously a player to sit this week. Who do you got?
0: Uh, my sits. I'll start with the back. Uh, you know, it's a tale of two teams when United's on the road, and I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna sit one of the the top five defenders in the in the .dot com league. Chris, Chris Smalling. Yeah. So, sorry, brother. They, they've let up nine goals all year. Eight on the road. They're basically the FedEx of shipping goals. <laughs> When they're on the road, solid. Um, you know, I I just don't trust United on the road right now. If if it was if this was a home fixture, I'd be like, oh yeah, it'd be awesome. But they're playing Leicester. Jamie Vardy's going for the record. He's gonna get the record. I hate to break people's trumpets, but if if people still play trumpet, I have no idea. But anyway, uh, it's gonna happen. He's gonna get the goal. This game's gonna be like a a three to two kind of affair. I think like two one maybe. Uh, through the midfield. Jorginho, when all of them, I'm gonna to get to you later again when we do our when we talk about our transfers. Uh, he's kind of like that Ross Barkley kind of effect. He has a good game and then disappears. You know, yeah. we mentioned we've we've had talks about him that he's kind of a guy you have to wait on. Yeah. And Newcastle is a team that when when they flow the offense through him, he's a phenomenal fantasy option. I'm getting tired of them not running the fan, the team the, the way that it should be. He's a phenomenal player. Newcastle's not using him or utilizing him to his ability. He should not be any anywhere on a fantasy roster. And if you still roster him and he hits again, that's awesome because this is probably the the preemptive shots fired like the Ross Barkley last week. So he'll probably mm. go off this week. Oh, absolutely! Have,
1: yeah, he'll have, seven,
0: <laughs> have seventy one goals and forty one assists, and they'll win one hundred and two to nothing yeah i actually uh, don't have it up in front of me which is foolish but
1: isn't he still a top 10 midfielder just because of that one game
0: yeah he is Yep, yeah, he absolutely is i think he's at. if he isn't that's he might nuts. be 11
1: yeah, yeah that's crazy
0: um for my for my forward sit um i'm just looking at one game here i know we do this a lot where you pull it you make fun of chelsea defend you always call out chelsea guys when you shouldn't play anybody in those games hmm. i'm looking at any team that starts with west in the premier league right now <laughs> All you right. shouldn't be don't play any team that starts with west namely west ham or west brom don't trust any forward for there there are so many better options uh price wise form wise that you can hang your roster hat on yeah and and There's, west
1: brom are in the middle of a very rough fixture i'm sure craig dawson and Boaz my hill will matter again
0: yeah, but. absolutely. And I ranked them as such in my com rankings this mm-hmm. week. I think Dawson makes an emerging factor this week. I think he does something significant. I'm not saying significant like he's going to build like the Eiffel Tower. I'm just saying he's going <laughs> to do something I'm saying he's going to do not? something fi- fantasy relevant. Cuz he can't build the Eiffel Tower it's already built. He'd have to call it something different cuz it'd be mm-hmm. like copyright infringement.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, uh for the record Windledum is currently 8 amongst midfielders, go. and Payette obviously out for the duration, so de facto 7th.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so we'll go right into my, my starts then. Um, I guess this is probably the, the Stoke-slash-Potter love fair, but I like to go with guys who aren't as owned as broadly as everybody everywhere yeah. else, so I'll, I'll go with Glenn Johnson for defense. Ooh,
1: uh, everybody's,
0: nice. everybody's picking up uh, Volshide and the other guy, I'm blanking on Jeff his name. Cameron? Right? No, Eric Peters. There oh, know, Eric yep. Peters. That's a guy. Uh, totally bonked in and I apologize. Uh, I like to go the complete opposite of what everybody else is doing. I always look like the secondary or tertiary guy. Johnson is not getting any love. He basically falls into that Ashley Williams, Jose Font kind of realm of it's clean sheet or nothing. But guess what? That's where you're getting your points from as defenseman because if you're not playing the clean sheet roulette, you're not playing defenseman right because that's the way it should be played uh through the midfield i have two listed because i have a feeling on one guy and then the other guy i'm probably throwing a shout out to john whalen because i'm going to mention his name but the first guy is yoan Kabay. i just have a feeling mm. I mean, he's going to have a decent against
1: game. newcastle that's interesting obviously formerly <clears throat> a star there
0: you know um and also there, there's two reasons a because he's a he's a former newcastle star and b if anybody watched the game for last week with Crystal Palace, Jason Punchin did not look happy at all coming off at at halftime. He did not look happy on the bench. Uh, There might be something to this more because I didn't see that he got injured at all. I thought it was just a tactical change Um, from a, from a palace standpoint, could could easily step up in position and move into that role that Punchin usually occupies and become more of an offensive player. Mm. Um, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not in the team meetings. I don't know who's playing where, but I'm just saying that the Jason punchin thing is kind of interesting to me that he came out at halftime for, for a tactical thing and I didn't notice any changes in the team after he came out that they were significantly better. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the forward, um, I'm sticking with the Watford-Aston Villa game. And I'm not going to pick everybody's hero and my favorite, Odiano I'm going to pick Troy Deeney. All right.
1: Uh, yeah, he's been showing signs of life.
0: A- absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think Watford got a lot of light shown on them when they played United because it was kind of a feature game for them, with with them being the it was the only game on at that time because it was the early fixture. Everybody got to watch it, but I don't know. Did you watch the game, Kev, or no?
1: Yeah, no, I actually did. It was it was very compelling, and obviously we all thought that they were going to win with that late penalty before Schweinsteiger's thing. And you got to feel bad for Dini because. There are three outcomes there, right? He either actually clears the ball or Gomez actually gets to it. And he managed to do the one thing that led to a late goal. He yeah. Really got rid of it. And, and you just got to feel bad. But,
0: you know, th- this game. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. It it look on paper and as we're looking at it right now, it looks like a a, a very lopsided affair because Watford is a great counter counterattacking team and Aston is going to make tons of mistakes. Mm. But but Dini, to me basically looked like a dominating player against a very good United mm-hmm, defense, yeah. especially Chris Smalling. Um, so I'm 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 guessing he's going to get a goal and possibly an assist in this game. Mm. So I know it's I know it's bold to guess on. On goals and assists, but I think it's less than Villa. <laughs> yeah, except when you're playing Villa, who would like to ship in multiples. Um, yeah. You know, his price tag is 5.1. He falls into that third striker if you're trying to save money roll for the week. Um, and he's only owned in 2.3%, so it's definitely a contrarian play. Um, that's what I got for starting sits, Kev. Yeah. who you got?
1: Uh, I, I actually have a, just a kind of normal Premier League thing, which is kind of what we're talking about. Watford, who my forward is a Gallo, obviously. Uh, fun stat on him, creating an average of two chances per match over the last five, while he's also contributed two goals and three assists. But have you ever been so confident in a promoted side staying up as everyone is in Watford right now? Uh,
0: Not this early in the season. Right? Like, I don't
1: even think they're going to be in the battle to stay up. I think they're going to finish, like, 12th to 14th.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're they're better than... They're better than West Brom. I think they'll be a better team than West Brom would they're also. They're better than West
1: Brom. They're better than both Tyneside I think, clubs.
0: I think they're better than Swansea.
1: Yeah, that. Is, how crazy is all that going on over there? But, like, I have 99% faith that Watford stay up this year. And, like, yeah. 80% faith that they'll never drop lower than fifteenth.
0: Yeah, I think they're just as good as Stoke. Yeah, it, and play think,
1: very similarly, to be fair.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they're a very similar middle-fledging Get by on what we can do. Yeah. And all credit to
1: them because uh, some people that may or may not be handsome, bearded hosts of EPL and FPL roundtable may have said that they did a QPR and bought way too many players and there's no way they could all gel at the same time. But uh, yeah, all credit to them. They're obviously doing very well in the Premier League. And and look the part, to be fair, both in attack and in defense. Um, oh, absolutely. It's not just, it's just they're getting the odd result. All right, I'm done uh, apologizing slash uh, co- complimenting Watford. Uh, but do go check out the guys that from the rookery end who are really good Watford fans. Like. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, in the midfield, you stole my boy earlier from Stoke, so I'm going to steal yours back. It's your boy, Marco the Sharko Arnautovic. What a <laughs> horrible nickname. Yeah. I immediately regretted that. Okay, Um, he's still just 6.0, owned in just 1.1% of leagues, facing a Sunderland side who have been shaky at best, and our third worst in goal difference, which, by the way, uh, I had an appearance a while ago where somebody asked, like, what are the stats that matter the most to you in terms of matchups and stuff? Goal difference is a great one for midfielders, because it indicates both
0: how much you're attacking and defending, obviously. Uh, Is is uniform tightness one of them? Because then Arsenal's out.
1: Oh, you're absolutely right. Uh, No, actually the thing that counts Arsenal out is having a flap on a kit that looks like it's tucked in but is actually loose-hanging. With that weird white butt flap they have going at the moment. Um.
0: (laughs) Why are you looking at their butt flap?
1: Dude, they (laughs) flap!
0: (laughs) Wow.
1: What? Wow. Hey, man, okay, uh, my anger has to go somewhere. Okay, this is going to a weird place. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Sunderland, not great. Third worst in goal difference. He'll be facing DeAndre Yedlin, who likely, I mean, to be fair, he didn't get a start last week, which was a little strange. And right now, we have uh, Sam Allardyce, or Allardici, as he claimed he was at West Ham, um, currently running uh, three at the back with two wingbacks. So, you know, that whole, is it a 3-5-1? Is it a... Five, three, one. Whatever you know, what I'm talking about. They mess around a bit with their wing backs. The other one loves to get forward and does have the pace to keep up with Arnautovic going both ways. But Super doesn't have Arnautovic's size, which I think will be of great benefit to him. I think Diuf should be back, which should draw some of the defensive attention, and I think Boyan is also interesting. And so I have all three of those in top 25s in their respective positions.
0: Nice. Good call. Yep. I like it.
1: We're like all on the we're all feeling the Potter love this week. Yeah, we're we're all on the we love the Potters. Um <laughs> uh, Defenders. This may come as a surprise, but Manchester City defenders, who for weeks we've been telling you to get rid of. So in the vein that we spoke about earlier of listening, but not really listening, uh, this may well be one of those. Uh, They are facing a Southampton side, which I mentioned earlier. No Graziano Pella. Quick, tell me who Southampton's other striker is.
0: They could play Mane in a false nine. I have no idea.
1: Exactly. Because the other option is Jay Rodriguez, and he's out forever. Again. Um, So I genuinely don't know what they'll do. I think you're probably right. They'll go Mane up top. They'll borrow from Crystal Palace, who put Balassi up top while Wickham was out. Uh, I think that probably makes the most sense. Who that opens a spot up for. Maybe James Ward-Prowse get a better run. I mean, they could play.
0: They could play Me in there.
1: I mean, oh, they could. They could. I forgot about Me. Ah, uh, but are you scared of Me? I'm not particularly.
0: I, I'm, ne- <laughs> I'm never scared of a guy who has four names, <laughs> and <laughs> that, all of them all of them could be considered first names.
1: That's a good advice. Uh, that's pretty solid. Just like the butt flap saga of 2015. <laughs> Don't be afraid of people with four names. But uh, I digress. So yeah, I like Manchester City defenders, but there is a caveat here, which is interesting. Which is Clichy is now back in fit and got the start in the Champions League. So whether that means that Kolarov is getting the start at the weekend or is not, is not a thing that I am 100% sure on. Uh, so try to be sure uh, what kind of way the news is leaning on who's going to get that start. Because Kolarov obviously still owned in a lot of leagues, maybe more than need be at this point. But there's a chance that with Clichy back he could start losing that job. Which is also the issue with Sanya. So the wing backs are are of concern with Zabaleta coming back, Clichy coming back. Who was the usual pairing last season for the most part um, until late in the season? So anyway, just keep an eye out on that. But I like the Manchester City defenders as a fantasy player yourself. Which two center backs would you want to see for Manchester City?
0: Uh, Ode Mende.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, I still. I I go back a couple of weeks. I said I said he's going to be their best defender by the year's end. Um, City's defense runs best when company's in there, so it's company and Otamende in the midfield. Yes,
1: yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Mangala had a rough go of things last week. Many yeah, he, people do when paired with De Michalis, but he, but he looked like a butcher. Mangala was a butcher. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't great, and I had touted him as a person that had turned things around, and that was before they brought in Otamende, and that ruined it. Man, I really, really don't want to look at my preseason picks <laughs> before we talk about them the more worried I am about it. Uh, yeah. But, you know, such, yeah. such is life or whatever. Um, yeah. I have an unrelated uh, football question because it's showing up on my TV right now because I'm super professional. Okay. Um, what, what the hell is going on in Green Bay for just pretty much everyone? Devontae Adams is supposed to matter. Apparently only he or James Jones can be good in a week. Eddie Lacey and James Arks are basically both unusable instead of either one being usable. What do you do if, for example, you have Lacey on your team and drafted him for like fifty two bucks?
0: I uh, hope you have two other better running backs and you could maybe squeeze Lacey into a flex role. A yeah,
1: I best. managed to pick up D'Angelo Williams, but obviously facing the Seahawks defense, which you don't love. They're not that uh, good anymore
0: they're not that they're not this they're not the Seahawks anymore.
1: It's true, but they're still third in the league.
0: Oh, yeah, they're still decent. Which is
1: funny, because if you love Travis Rawls, the Steelers have sneakily put together the best run defense in the league, which mm-hmm. is a surprise to many a Steeler fan like myself, because uh, we weren't so sure it would be great. But Cam Hayward has decided to randomly be a, just a monster, which is great. And obviously the linebacking core are always good for the Steelers. But anyway, yeah, so it's it's not great. Uh, I have D'Angelo Williams and Rawls, who I just picked up this week, uh, and Lacey. So, not a huge fan of any of that.
0: No. But, but yeah. So, I mean, the problem with Green Bay is I think that, to be honest, I, none of their offensive tools are the problem. I mean, losing Jordy Nelson. Oh, it's, it's deb- that
1: Aaron Rodgers is dating Olivia Munn.
0: Oh, it totally is. And Did you see that they- all that? Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's I mean-
1: amazing. Olivia, tw- Olivia, Olivia tweets. Olivia Munn's tweet back was incredible. For those that don't mm-hmm. know uh, what we're talking about, uh, Oh, crap. What was the guy's name? I forget, but he, he's one of the, the reporters that often covers um, uh, the Green Bay Packers. And he came out and with an article that was like, the five reasons why Aaron Rodgers is struggling. Uh, and one of the reasons he said was because it was due to personal problems at home with actress slash celebrity Olivia Munn. Rob Domofsky is the guy's name. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh, right. And she did not take it well that... He mentioned that Aaron Rodgers' issues were due to personal problems at home. And so she came back with the most fire response tweet of all time, which was, Playing it fast and loose with the journalism, Rob Jamovsky. Your professional skills are lacking. You must be having personal problems at home. Which is amazing. That is such a solid burn. Yeah,
0: totally. Absolutely
1: dominated. But anyway, sorry. I... I was gonna say I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I absolutely did. But I thought it was no, for totally, good totally.
0: That was that was dynamite stuff that you yeah, dropped. That
1: was on. solid radio. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, yeah.
0: But uh, I, the, the real thing I think is wrong with the Green Bay Packers is I think that the, I think their offensive line is is in crap right now. I yeah, think that's it's what's going very on. not good.
1: Yeah,
0: I think that's the main problem in base. Foot, yeah, baseball. Baseball's one in the trenches. Yeah, football's one in the <laughs> trenches.
1: You know, the biggest problem with baseball is when you get a three-second violation in the middle of the end yeah. zone. Yeah, and, you get
0: tra- and you get a traveling call. I
1: mean, to be fair, I guarantee you, it's more likely you see a traveling call in baseball than in basketball at the moment.
0: Oh my god, that's ridiculous! Did you see Carmelo Anthony? Oh my god, his eight traveling? steps. Oh, it was yeah. great. It looked like he was doing. They. I saw that, and somebody made a loop of it with uh, like Nutcracker music over it.
1: <laughs> the best excuse I heard from a New Yorker, because obviously he lived there for a while, uh, was, "Well, he lost possession because the ball came out of his hand while he was carrying it." I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh." Yeah, yeah, that's not how that works in case anybody in the UK is like, wait, does that work?
0: No. No, it does not. <laughs> no, it does not. Um, yeah. So, Kev, every week we talk about uh, the transfers we're going to make for our team. I know your team is a is a hot garbage dumpster fire. You know so
1: what? You... you are not
0: as wrong as you should be. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, have you looked over your roster and figured out what you're going to master mastermind this week and manicure to help your team get back to the fantasy fortitude that you're accustomed
1: yep i'm taking out yaya tori for david silva and i don't even care if silva plays this week i genuinely don't i still have aguero up front so if uh silva does not get the start then i will play with when who will be next week's issue Ericsson, who by the way got a lot of crap for that and uh suck it um Andre AU also had a good week. Riyad Mahrez also had a good week. This was actually a pretty good week for me. Ended up with 68 points. Uh, I think the average was 50-something. Probably should have looked that up. Um, Yeah, average was 55. Ended up on 68. So not feeling too bad about that. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, Silva in for Toure. And uh, regardless of whether or not he gets the start, I think it's good to get him in at that sub-10 price. Uh, The defense really let me down. Danny Rose had himself a pretty solid game, uh, completely undone by Kyle Walker's foolishness. Um, Still have Joel Ward in there, who I still maintain is a great right back, but hasn't really proved it since coming back. Lost his job to Martin Kelly for a week.
0: You'll see it this week.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping against Newcastle. Uh, and I still have Kolarov in there, which is of great concern. I do have Craig Dawson on the bench, uh, so he'll probably get in there this week at some point. Uh, I'm honestly considering taking a, a minus four to get a second keeper in, because I really love playing matchups with my keepers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still have McCarthy in for like, well, what do I have in for? Four oh, Yeah. So I was just basically using him as a price dump, but that he's not even a, a factor anymore, so I'll probably need to change that. Might might take the the minus four this week as I get more comfortable with my team. Think that I can get better than my hill. Obviously, uh, not not continuing to be great matchups for him. Um, yeah, the run he's in right now: Leicester United, Arsenal. Now playing West Ham, then Spurs, Liverpool, Bournemouth. Uh, pretty okay. It, it gets better around game week seventeen: Bournemouth, Swansea, Newcastle, Stoke. You're not really scared of any of those teams. By any stretch, Chelsea, sure, Southampton, okay, Villa, Swansea, Newcastle. Okay, a bit of proactive help. Get Boaz Mahal in week 17. He basically (laughs) has two rough matches before March after that. So, things we're learning live on the podcast. You are welcome for this tremendous audio. As we learn how to read (laughs) schedules. Dude, reading is hosard. (laughs) Uh, Hosard. hard. yeah. So it's scoring. <laughs> You're right. So yeah, uh, bringing in Silva, dropping Torre might do something with my keepers. But I'm super comfy with Aguero, Vardy, Agalo. I was on the point of dropping Agalo and bringing in Kane before I brought in mm-hmm. um, I Not that I don't believe in Kane. I just, uh, I, I've just i always tended to believe. Actually, this is a really good thing for us to talk about. I've always believed that you get more value from midfielders than you do from strikers. Because in the official game, you either score or you don't.
0: Mm-hmm. Midfielders, I
1: feel, contribute more ways. You get the free point for a clean sheet. Uh, so, if you're wondering where I spend most of my money, I usually spend it in the midfield. I usually have a great midfield. It's the reason why I'm not doing great this season is because I bought hard on Touré at the beginning of the season. Bought hard on Winyldum, obviously, and bought hard on Payet, who is now out for a considerable amount of time. So, I'm fine with having an amazing striker in Aguero a buy-low striker in Icalo, and then whatever we're going to classify Vardy as, because it, it's absolutely awesome. ridiculous what he's done. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> just incredible. Um, so yeah, come the time I make my changes, Silva, Marez, Wendeldom, who again, probably going to change next week, Erickson, A. U. absolutely fine with that. Are you fine with Aguero, Vardy, Icalo as a front three, or are you starting to think that you really do need one of those Lukaku, Kane types up front to, to supplement Aguero?
0: Um, well, I mean... Last week I said I was going to bring in Lukaku and Delafeu and I completely bonked and didn't do either of those. So mm. <laughs> I brought in I brought, <laughs> I brought in Tadic and Kane instead. So Kane wasn't a bad choice bring, mm. bringing him in. So I mean, currently I'm rostering Kane, Agallo, and Vardy. Um, I'm not on the bus right now. That you need to absolutely own Aguero. Mm. You need, to, like I said before, you need to own some combination of the five top guys. Aguero, Kane, Lukaku, Agalu, Vardy. Any any three of the five. And you're gonna be you're gonna be competitive. Whether you want to stay a little cheaper and save the money and roster Agalu with insert two other guys, that's fine. And then you can have a, a, a stellar midfield like Kev, your midfield is pretty, pretty tight. Mm. You know. Um which brings me to the question. We were supposed to come up with a question today. And my question is AU or Barkley rest of season. Go.
1: AU, not close.
0: Yeah, For me, it isn't even close either, but they're similarly similarly priced, similarly owned, and similarly have the same amount of points. I'll, I'll, so tell without...
1: you, I'll tell you what it is, too. It's that Barkley is heavily reliant on how Everton are playing. Oh, and totally. AU is not. AU can create on his own. He can create for others. He's a very dynamic player. Do I love that he's already talking about leaving Swansea? Which, by the way, is not a joke. He literally said he wouldn't mind him to move to a bigger club. <laughs> no, I don't. The the prospect of losing him in January would obviously not be a welcome one, despite the the free transfer that you get. But um, yeah, if assuming everybody stays where they are, I think AU's ability to take command of a match on his own, as opposed to Barkley's kind of reliance on other players, is more valuable for me.
0: Yeah, I I agree completely. And my my transfer this week, I really haven't done too much to to look into who I want to do. I know I want to get Winaldum out. But I don't know whether uh, I can afford to do that this week with a Coutinho maybe iffy to play. I, I don't think he's going to play, to be honest. But that's yeah. just me. Um, so I may go from Winaldum to to o- 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 this week. This way, I have another Arsenal player because I think that game is going to be a fantasy, you know, mm. goldmine. Yeah, for, for certain for certain players like Sanchez who who showed out well midweek in the uh, Champions League game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine either just making a transfer this week and staying with my team or, and then, or banking it and, you know, just, you know, I I'm, I'm on the fence. I, it's all, it all depends on if I get a better word on, on whether Coutinho is going to play, which I don't think he is, but I'll probably make, I'll probably make mine on, on Friday night in a drunken stupor.
1: Middle, <laughs> yeah. The- I will say a thing that I hated was apparently I missed the cutoff on Saturday by minutes. Oh, that sucks. Uh yeah, and and uh so Oh, that's why it was a little lower than that. Oh, I see. Uh because uh I had Aguero on my bench actually last week. Yeah. Thought I had put him in, but apparently had changed it for the following week. Obviously he scored the goal, got six points. Not not too heated about it. The rest of my team, as I said, did perform very well. Um yeah. but yeah, I captained Marez, which went quite well, got me eighteen points there. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> although it was pretty funny. If I had Captain Erickson or AU, I actually would have managed even more points, but uh, not going to be too angry about that. But uh, actually, speaking of captains, uh, who who, who are you looking at either for your team or on the whole? Um, For my
0: team, I'm probably looking at, since I don't own another Arsenal player, uh, I'd probably look at either Alexis Sanchez or... If if I'm looking to be different than everybody else who's not good, nobody's gonna captain, maybe maybe go Agalu. Hmm. Uh the most popular choice this week is probably gonna be Lukaku again, who was the most popular choice last week. Uh and I can totally Talk see that. Talking about back
1: to back easy easy matches.
0: Yeah, I just don't like double dipping. Yeah, I don't own Lukaku, yeah. but I, I just don't like trusting in a guy twice in a row unless his name's Sergio Aguero.
1: Yeah. Poor uh, Barty. If anybody started doing that ten weeks ago, good ups. Yeah. Uh, Completely.
0: <laughs> Completely. I don't think any of us saw that what, coming. What about you, Kev?
1: Yeah, mine's actually really not that great. Uh, I still have Aguero, as I mentioned, held out this whole time because I had more pressing issues, but don't love him particularly against Southampton. Still looks like he's not 100% back yet. Already against United, you did have a very good stat on on him facing a United side that is much more leaky away from home than they are at home. Ighalo versus Aston Villa, probably, at the moment. I do like Ericsson versus Chelsea. I, I think of all the Tottenham players that could have issues, he's the least likely. Uh, and he's struggled a lot taking corners lately, and people started to talk about him maybe losing that opportunity, but then put an absolute beauty off of Alderweireld's face um, against West Ham. Maybe Mares same thing, not really worried about the matchup. I'll, I'll probably go Ighalo, uh, Vice-Captain Ericsson, or Mares nice. Yeah, and I agree. Lukaku is the super obvious play. Um, But yeah, no, yeah, the more I think about it, the more I'm super comfy with Igalo up front against Aston Villa. You mentioned before you think Dini gets a goal and an assist. If he
0: gets an assist, who's it going to? It's going to Igalo. Exactly. So, uh, pretty confident there. Um, And just for a funny road stack, Igalo has three goals and two assists on the road this year.
1: Yeah, so That obviously all favors him as well. So yeah, I I, yeah, thanks, thanks for helping me come to that realization. Yeah, I'm all about igalo for everybody. Igalo for all.
0: Igalu for all. And (laughs) and and the funny thing is, in his native language, that means like, go screw. (laughs) <laughs> i'm or not sure
1: if fun. that's true but uh we're gonna cover that up very quickly with an outro where can people find you <laughs> uh
0: as always you can find me at soccer.rasball.com or on twitter at smoky underscore that's l-o-o-g-y and i'm always sipping on something tasty and today it was rolling rock in a bottle hey
1: you finally got away from your pbr trend i managed to have a friend smuggle me some yingling as we head into that part of the year so, nice. uh, yeah, both of us having a bit of a departure from the mor- norm, from the norm, departure from the norm, having a great time as well. Uh, yes, I am on Twitter at, uh, Kevroff, or you can find my writings over at blog.playtaga.com, which is a bit wonky this week, uh, as we're switching to player cards instead of full articles, but you know, uh, click on players and you'll see some stuff I wrote. Uh, I am not writing for the Eaglesbeek.com this week because I always update that on Thursdays when prices change, but this Thursday is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving,
0: Rob. Merry Christmas. Oh, wait, what? Happy
1: Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Close. Uh, So, yeah, that won't be going up this week, but uh, we also recorded the EPL roundtable earlier today, so that and this will both be coming out tomorrow morning. So listen to both of those if you love football, uh, because we cover both uh, Premier League and Fantasy Premier League, which is a good time indeed. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going to be done plugging stuff I'm doing so Thanks so much for joining us. As always, Rob, an absolute pleasure. I know you have some pretty exciting Thanksgiving plans, and thank in, th- in uh, Tennessee, which is always fun. But it's weird yeah. because you're the only ten I see.
0: Well, yeah, but I, I have nine other friends that are one standing next to me.
1: <laughs> it really pumps up the value. Yeah. Uh, so co-
0: collectively, we're.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, come back next Thursday morning. More drinks. More fantasy advice. Hope to see you then. Peace.